0: Everybody wants to be an artist, but how do you support yourself as an artist until you make it big? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Oprah Thinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the grave intellectual, and statistically speaking, somebody's favorite podcast. If it's you, (laughs) congrats on your excellent taste. (laughs) I'm your co-host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, self-effacing, starving artist. And with me, as always, is my contemptibly creative co-host.
1: Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and struggling artist.
0: Hey, (laughs) you, me, buddy, you, me, buddy, the struggling together. That's right. Um, And I'm sure we're
1: um, in the company of many struggling artists who are listening as we speak.
0: Yes. And we obviously love the fact that you're listening to us. And if you enjoy this podcast, uh, where can they go to support us or to uh, find more people who uh, they can uh, can interact with?
1: Well, I um we'll say if you enjoy the things we do in this podcast the subjects we cover uh, the questions we bring up the discussions we have um you, what you can do is go to the overthinkersjournal.com. You can find out more about the host, more about the show, more about live events we'll be having coming up. You can also, if you want to meet more people like you and who love discussing these big questions and topics, you can go to our Overthinkers Facebook group where there's almost a thousand other overthinkers just like you. We have tons of memes, articles, and discussions, and we'd love to have you. Also, if you do enjoy the show, please leave us a review. It really does help us so much. And please share with a friend. And that's it.
0: Awesome. So as you alluded to, we have a, we build ourselves as a, you know, home for the creative intellectual. And so we have a lot of artists, you know, who listen to us. And so today we are talking about how to support yourself as an artist, because that is a thing that is very difficult many times. Um, It's no secret that a career in the arts is very difficult. The starving artist trope exists for a reason. According to a study by the Kickstarter affiliated Creative Independent, Only 17% of visual artists are making three quarters or more of their income from their art, and nearly half say they make between zero to 10% of their income from their art. Having a side hustle is now the norm in American life, with one in three Americans claiming to have one, according to Zapier. And this is not just an American phenomenon, according to Guardian Peace, artists' low income and status are international issues. Many artists, uh, authors, such as Monica Byrne, writing for Ideas.Ted, think that the modern model of artists making money through their art is simply broken and artists need to innovate other models. Now, Nathan, as a person who has been able to at least modestly support themselves as an artist, how did you make this happen? And why do you think it's so hard to make money supporting yourself as an artist?
1: Ah, that's a good question. It's one I am still figuring out and it's one <laughs> yes. I have been been learning about and figuring out for <clears throat> excuse me, um wow, over a decade now. And this is a question I find is not unique to me. Uh, this mm. is something that I, I feel that almost every artist I have spoken to or come across or gotten to know through the years has dealt with. It's, it's how do I live my passion? How do I yeah. do yeah. these things that I really care about that I feel like I'm supposed to, um, whether it's acting or writing or music or anything in the artistic endeavors, and, but how do I support myself doing that? Because I think, you know, as we alluded to in a previous podcast about um, college and should you go, Yeah. For many careers, there's more of a set path, right? If right. you want to be a doctor, you go and get this degree, you go and get a residency, and you, you know, uh, X, Y, Z. Uh, same with or A, B, C. Same with lawyer. Same with even business. You, this is how you become a person who gets hired by um, uh, a business. Right. And so uh, there are there are a lot of set ways for a lot of um, industries and jobs now. Uh, e- even all the way down to you know whatever it might be from blue collar all the way to white collar. Right. But but with the artistic field is different. It seems that there is no set path to become successful. Right. And with the artistic world, it's different because there are far more limited amounts of jobs where you can consider yourself successful. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more competition meaning yeah. so when you go to hollywood there's a there's a limited amount of roles yeah. and might let's let's say there's a th- you know a 1000 roles in a month Great. Guess how many actors there are? I don't know <laughs> yeah. the actual statistic, but it's like it's like hundreds of thousands of actors in L.A., and New York, all vying for this incredibly small amount of role. And that goes with books as well. Books, yeah. uh, music, whatever it is, because you're making a product and you're totally dependent on the public to make you successful in your job. Yeah. Um, and and there, to a degree, that's that's true in every job, but there's much less security in the artistic field. And I think that's something we call, all kind of know. We know the trope of the yeah. poor, starving artist. So I think this is a really relevant question for anyone who is interested in or currently in the artistic world. How do I live this dream and support myself? And there's a million different questions and, and answers. And I think it all depends on who you are, what you're doing, where you are in your career. Yeah. Um, but as far as myself, because I can only speak from my experience, um, it was definitely a learning process, learning how to balance. Well, I have to pay rent and yeah. I also want to pursue this thing. And early on in the artistic career, one of the difficult things is um, you don't get paid for your work. <laughs> yeah.
0: really
1: so there yeah. are years where you have to spend essentially working for free or working at the bottom of the totem pole um, yeah. for basically no money. And you're watching your friends who um, went off and started careers and they make money right out of college. They're getting, you yeah. know, uh, uh, a big, you know, at least substantial enough paychecks to pay for their lives, where all my artist friends are like, yeah, I was in a short film be- for free. <laughs> yes. And I did five short films for free um, uh, this year. And it's like, so they might be the most trained actor in the world or right. filmmaker or artist or whatever it might be. Um, but for a long time, the artist world, you have to prove yourself. So that's one yeah. difficulty. And so what a lot of artists do at the beginning is get a day job. Right. Um, now this is trickier than it sounds. You know that that is a day job. Whether it's waiting tables, we both know. You know this kind of reality. Yeah. Waiting tables, or um, or a million other things like anything. You know uh, retail, whatever yeah. it might be it's to support the dream. So basically you're getting the day job to pay rent and this is a great thing, and I think it's a beneficial thing. It does yeah. get hard, especially as an actor, especially as someone who has to keep their schedule open. How do I keep my schedule open just in case I do get a role or an audition right. or um, you know a request or a commission? How do I keep my schedule open enough so I can actually have enough energy and time to actually invest in my art? So it is, it is a juggle and a balance. The way i did it early on and i'm I'm speaking to early on here um and we can we can move on to a little bit later in careers in a minute but the way i did it early on was i was a background extra i Mm -hmm. spent years working as an extra in movies and i'll tell you why i I had a lot of friends who were like i'm too good for that i don't want to do that i'll wait until i get the real roles um but for me i wanted to be working in a place in which i could actually be making money in the industry i was in but what it took was humility you yeah. know, I knew that I was going to show up on set and I wasn't going to be the star. I was probably going to be a blur in the background. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the first things the artist has to do when saying I want to make money and I want to be in my field and, and pursue my dream is you have to know this will take humility. Yeah. Humility to say, I'm not going to get paid um, the Brad Pitt bucks early on or the, you know, the uh, Hans Zimmer bucks early on or, or whatever yeah. it might be um, or the JK Rowling bucks. You yeah. will have to... And I I hate to say this because I've heard it so many times and I always roll my eyes because it's a lot of times it's used incorrectly. Are you going to say pay your dues? Pay your dues. (laughs) Yes. But (laughs) there is a certain amount of paying dues. But I think there are wise ways to do this. I think there are ways in which you can um, do this and not waste your time. So I think a lot of artists that I've seen have tried to juggle two careers at one time. They want to follow their yeah. um their dreams while having a complete other career. You know, right. I've seen friends who are like, I'm going to um, be an actor, but I'm also getting an office job. And um and immediately I know, well, one of you cannot serve two masters. Yeah. One of these but will require something of yeah. you. Exactly. And so part of what I would what I would tell, especially new artists is there will always be that temptation to have that cushion, to have that yeah. um predictability. But that will steal away from your investment um, in later years in your in your art, and it will be very difficult, and eventually you will have to choose. Yes. Do I want to pursue this and the less knowing, or do I want to, um, you know, the artistic career, or do I want to invest in more classic career? But I do think it's really difficult to invest in both. I know that's not a, a comfortable answer, hmm. but I do think to be an artist i kind of want to be honest and say it will take a lot of struggle and you will have to invest a lot of your time and resource and it'll take a lot of time before you see that pay off um but i do not think you can i think to be an artist it is an all-encompassing sure. life unless it's just a hobby and that's great hobbies are sure. awesome but sure. if you do want to be an author if you do want to be an actor if you do want to be a musician or whatever it is it will require all of you um and it will require i hate to be the one who's like don't have any backup plans have a backup plan but it will require a lot more of you and it will be difficult to serve two masters.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. I think that's, that's really great. So if you, you brought up a lot of really good points as to like the why, as well as the sort of the practical aspect of it, uh, you brought up the, um the, the, the supply versus demand aspect of artists. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that there's simply a lot more people who want to be artists than, um, than there is our audiences for art or at least particularly your art because it's one yes. of those things where there's there's a lot of art if somebody wants to i mean there are too many tv shows already for anyone to watch all of them yes you know, it's there's you know in a sense like nobody needs new stuff there's 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 plenty of stuff uh to exist and so you know uh so the, the you know the, there is more supply of people who want to be artists who want to not only be artists but artists that lots of people uh see and that they can you know be making enough money off of to support themselves and so that's sort of one of the big issues why it's, why it's so hard to be an artist is because they're like, okay, I want to be an artist. And people are like, yes, but the thing that you're providing is not something that I know yet that I want. Yes. You know, for, and that's the thing that art has a, has a tricky time with because people are like, I know that I need food. I know that I need, you know, there's certain things, or even if it is like, I know that I need paper. I know that there are computers. There are certain things that I will always know that I need, but technically nobody needs art and if they do then there's already people who are making uh the art yeah. that you're that you're providing and you know other things even again with technology you can say okay i've invented something that nobody else has invented before with art it's again it's one of those things where like well how different is your thing there's a, and how necessary is yeah. it to people's lives because you have to spend time
1: convincing people yeah that their your art should they should purchase your
0: art and use your
1: art and engage with your art.
0: Right. Exactly. Or again, if you're an actor, it's like, okay, I'm a talented, handsome white dude. It's like, great. You know, and it's like, and so it's like, why should we choose you over them? So I think that that's, that is the issue is that because there's so many, you have to spend time actually competing with all the other people for the attention and convincing people that you should be the one to get these opportunities. So that's sort of the thing that everybody is, is, dealing with. And again, until you reach a certain point, you're not going to get paid for your work, which again, it gets to the, the difficulty that you're talking about of like, okay, do I get a day job where I'm able to support myself while I'm also pursuing my dream? Or do I pursue, you know, do I go full on to my art and try to find some way to make money off of it? So like a lot of and it, it sort of depends again so it depends partly on on what you're doing because again if you're an actor you can say okay i'm going to go for background extra work and you like can you know, you can make money. That's a way to make money while you're pursuing your other acting opportunities.
1: And actually make money inside of the inside industry the that fields. you're in. Yes.
0: yes. Uh, people who will like have graduated film school and they've gotten like some film editing skills, you know, they'll yes. do license them, you know, be a freelance film editor, you know, so that's like, and, and the thing is, there's always people who need a film editor as somebody who has hired many film editors. Like I know yes. it's like that's there's. And so I think, so the first thing I sort of, I kind of give advice is like figure out which of your, if you can find a way to find your artistic skills, um, a way to monetize that. Yes. Even if it's like not like, again, like I want to be a director. Okay. But you have film editing skills. Hire yourself out as a film editor initially, or I want to be a movie star. Okay. Be a background extra. Like if you can figure out a thing like that, because again, like you said, it's much easier to be a background extra and then say, oh, I'm going to take this other acting opportunity than it is to have a regular nine to five job and say, oh, I'm going to take off work for this other acting opportunity.
1: Well, and this is something I found too, when you have the regular nine to five job, you know, let's say some finance or something, you're yeah. in an office- you might love your dream, you might know the importance of your dream, you might right. see how important it is. I promise you, your boss at your finance um, does job not. No. does not. They do not see the the value of your artistic career, even though you might see it. Right. Um, and so that's why I say, if you can find a way, like you said, to monetize a skill within your field, even if it's humbling, even if it's smaller, if it's not right. exactly what, what you want to do, I highly recommend artists look for jobs within their field even if it's not exactly what what you want to do, because there you'll have more understanding, you'll be making contacts, you'll yeah. be making friends, and you'll even be building experience. Right. Um, so, I, I one of the first things I recommend is look for that day paying job. For me, it was being an extra um, until I got a line, until I got a role, until I, you know, whatever it was. Right. Look for that day paying job if you can within your field. That's what I, I really do highly recommend.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an excellent point. So you have to you have to. You basically have to fight against time, basically, is, yes. you know, you have to fight against time and fight against the other people. And because that's one of the things a lot of people just talk about is that the secret to actually making money off of your art, in many cases, is simply time. Great Scott. Because, you know, some, some people said, like, all you have to do is outlast the competition, like wait for everybody <laughs> else to give up. And
1: then, well, and then hope that no uh, no one else wants to come in. That, that's, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that um, assertion because there seems to be a never short of a new artists wanting well, to I think Well, that
0: I, that I, that I think that that's fair. But I think that, you know, the, the advantage you'll have over time is that you'll have more experience over those other exactly. new people. Experience, context. The yeah. ton, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, again, like we both of us met at a Christian film festival. True. And so, you know, be, you know going to places where other, You know, again, this is a more of another investment thing, but being where other artists are, whether or not, you know, and people you might want to work with, you know, that, you know, and that can be, again, that's another reason why it's good to be doing a day job in your field is because you'll be consolidating. The thing that's paying you is also helping you get contacts. But yes, regardless, if you're not able to do that for some reason, you know, making sure, but this is the thing, it takes investments, you know, you're going to have to be able to say, okay, I'm going to take a time to go to a film festival or go to an art gallery or go to like, you know, where you're able to meet and build relationships with other people who are like yourself, because that's oftentimes, again, how I've gotten my best opportunities is by meeting other people who could give you those opportunities.
1: Well, and you bring up a good, um, another point that I think is really important for artists is, and it's, uh, it's pre getting paid, but it's also a requisite to eventually get paid and support yeah. yourself being an artist, which is art will take investment. Yeah. And this is and this is tough because I've known a lot of people who and, and investment of time and investment yeah. of money. Both yeah. of those things are, your art will require from you if you want to be a professional artist. And I've known a lot of people who say, I want to be an author. And I go, That's awesome. Have you written any books? <laughs> yes. No, I'm waiting to get the contract before I, I start writing a book. I have an idea for a book, but I'm waiting to get the contract. Well, I'm going. No one's going to give you a contract until you have shown that you've written things and practiced yeah. things and edited things and spent years writing um, and, and practicing these things and investing in your craft. Yeah. Same with acting. I know a million people say, well, I wanted to be an actor. And you say, great. Well, you got to get headshots. You got to move to L.A. and you got to put in you know hours and hours and days and years of training and yeah. acting class. Oh, I, I don't want to do that. I just want someone to offer me an opportunity. Well, that won't happen until yeah. you invest in that. I know people who say, I want to be a photographer. That's great. I'm, I could be a really great photographer. Are you willing to buy a camera? No. So every bit of <laughs> <Yeah>. the artistic <laughs> investment, be it musician, be it writer, whatever it might be, will take inve- early on investment that you hope will pay off ev- eventually. But if you're a photographer, you need to get a good camera. If you are a musician, you need to get a good instrument. If you're an actor, you need to get trained in headshots, yeah. whatever it might be one of the keys and it won't pay you immediately but it's an investment is yeah. you have to be willing to invest both your time the years of training and practice and money the equipment the lessons whatever it might be so investment is another huge yeah. huge point i think in eventually um getting paid uh, that will pay off and will grow into you getting paid for your work
0: Yeah. Another thing, and this goes a little bit, you know, more philosophical um, in in this direction, is that you do have to think about your art in a sense that's actually not just for yourself, but for other people. Mm. There is, um, I, a lot of the artists that I know, they trip themselves up because their art is. I, I want to make art that pleases me, um, which is great, and it should you should make art for yourself, but. You should make art for yourself it's also for other people because yes. the other people are going to pay you uh, to make art for them, not for well, you. We had a podcast about this: this and yes. art for. And yes. essentially,
1: there's like there's this thing within the artistic community, and I, and I understand it, which is I don't make art for an audience; I make <laughs> yeah. art for myself. Great, you're not going to get paid. Or, right. The people who say that are people who are either never going to get paid for their art. Or the people who are already, you know, millionaires and, right. and made their thing for everybody. Now they can make whatever they want. If you're an artist trying to, you do have to, I love what you said. You do have to think about making your art as a service for others or else your art will not connect with anyone. Ultimately, you will not get
0: paid for your art. Right. right. Or, or another thing I see happen is a certain soul corrupting uh, thing that goes on mm. where you know that you're making art for other people because you have to, because they're going to pay. And but you if you don't actually like that. And so it builds a certain contempt for the art you're creating and for the audience that you think, oh, isn't isn't getting the real authentic stuff they should be getting. So there's a kind of a that it kind of can build in. And I think it's like so a good thing to start early on is actually to develop a love for the things that you and your audience love in common. So, yes. like, so it's like here's something that I love that I think that other people could also love as well. And we can talk about those things together through the art. And so that's something that I would that's a bit more ethereal, but that's something that I would encourage artists to think about early on is uh seeing their art as something that they and the people they're serving can enjoy together. Um but yeah. this goes right into the to the
1: concept and it, it and it's actually a big um kind of a centerpiece and anchor of this podcast, but it goes right into this concept. I think it's a book written by a guy named Seth Godin Hmm. um, some years back, and it's called Tribes. I think it was Seth. If I got it wrong, someone please correct me. Um, But he he talked about tribes, and we have this idea that to be successful in something, you need a million, billion people, the majority of everyone to buy a thing. And his contention was, no, all you need to change the world or to be successful or to sell your or whatever it might be is a tribe. And by that, he means people who have your same values desires right. and interests and yes. so you need a small amount of people who are always going to be interested in the things you're interested in mm. and and once you find that community once you find that tribe that i think is another big piece of being yes. a successful su- supporting yourself artist is finding the people again this goes hand in hand with what we were talking about a second ago with whom your art will resonate and yes. can sell too because yes. i see a lot of people trying to go wide and say i want everyone yeah. to like this the reality is everyone won't like everything no, yeah. um but there's a few people who will like the things that you like. So if you go too wide, you're going to uh-huh. lose your tribe. Exactly. And you're yeah. going to be in the midst competing with everything as opposed to who are the few people? Like not everyone's going to like the overthinkers, right? No, not no. Everyone's interested in all these subjects we talk about or philosophy or theology or culture. Um, but we knew that there, like us, was a tribe of people who are interested in talking about these things and yeah. thinking about these things, overthinking about these things.
0: And that <laughs> is how is. we
1: made a podcast and how we've had a successful podcast because we found a tribe of people, and it's all of you who are listening, who are interested in this stuff. And so it's learning to identify what tribe is my art going to appeal to and connect with. So it's not about dumbing down your message. It's no. not about, you know, playing for the masses or selling out. It's about... What what do I care about, and where's a community where I can express yeah. this in an artistic way within a community, be it online, be it in the church, or be it even a little wider yeah. that will res- uh, resonate with my art, and that will enable me to actually support myself in doing it.
0: One hundred percent. So we've we've got so the the problem, you know, so much supply, le- less demand than there is supply. Then we've got you know the 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 necessity for investment, it takes money, it takes time, it takes like energy, all the things that you need space to do. So it's better to be able to, you know, do your art while you're, you know, do your, you know, and get, make money from something that's related to your art while doing that. You need finding a, tr- finding a tribe, finding as a, what is the kind of art that you want to do so you can find a tribe who, and start building that again, that's another thing to invest in building mm, that. Yes. So just, was what is the kind of art that you want to do and be building a tribe, both of collaborators. So like finding what are the places, where are places that the people that you like to, that, that, mm. that share the same values with you congregate, whether it's again, whether it's church, whether it's film festivals, whether it's art galleries, you know, whatever it is, where do those people go? And if you enjoy this thing, you should probably know where those people go. <laughs> so find where those yes. go and invest in those communities of collaborators, but then also those communities of fans, you know, was of uh, people find out, okay, and invest in those. Invest in that as uh, people that can be your tribe. So those are yes. numerous things. Now, as somebody who has done the, um, you know, we've uh, done the whole kind of getting a day job in the uh, industry that you are not attempting to be in. I uh, say the 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 if if you go that way. So as your my kind of you know my advice? Because not everybody, for whatever reason, sure. is able it's not to. Always possible. It's yes. not always possible, or at least it's not possible. You know, right away. You know, yes. um, and so, you know, uh, I'll speak to that is, you know, the first thing is, again, you need to be able to be in a job. Again, you, you shouldn't be in finance because like that's like, you know, where you work that you go into finance if you want to work 70 hours for like, you know, maybe 10 years and then retire. Yeah. You know, and so it's like you're, you have no life for the first bit that, that you're a lawyer or a, in finance or things like that. So, yeah.
1: Or this is why, yeah, absolutely.
0: This is why, again, people, a lot of people are waiting tables, you know, like the classic is because you can ask off work, you can switch shifts, yes. you can do things like So as something that, that gives you a certain degree of flexibility, typically these are like lower minimum wage jobs, but again, waiting tables gives you tips. So things like that, if you can make a list of, of, of things that are in your skill set but that you can ask off for work, you know, the next week or shift. They the, practically shift. work with your dreams. Precisely. They practically work in ways like that with your dreams. Um, is that is, that is something like make a list of places like that, that you could do that you could, that something like that will work in. Um, is, is sort of like, and also again, plan for this to be an extremely temporary position, because again, you're not yeah. going to be being comfortable, you know, while this is going on and, you know, you're going to be like making less money and you're also going to have, to have less time. Like, this is the other thing. This like, um, uh, what was his name? Um, McGee, something McGee who wrote Story, um, the book Story. Uh, this is embarrassing. I
1: wish I could help you. I know, Robert
0: McGee, <laughs> Robert McGee, Robert McGee. Oh, nice, uh, oh, you is, did it. Yeah. Mr. McGee. Uh, Mr. McGee, not to be confused with Mr. Magoo who uh, constantly walked around and avoided accidents. Oh, Magoo, you done it again. But yes, Robert McGee, a story, and one of the think, things he talks about the phenomenon of the fact that if you're essentially working two jobs, you know, again, for you know, with like your, your, you know, you've got two careers, eventually, you know, if you're, if eventually you're going to have to lose one, because again, the, mm, it's, it yes. steals from the rest of your life, you know, you the, cannot serve two masters, we are limited humans. Right. And eventually you're going to want to have a family. Eventually you're going to want to have friends. Eventually you're going to want to, again, invest in your church and invest you know, even like give back to community and volunteering or have rest time, you know, and having like an extra job on top of that is something you can only do for a very temporary amount of time. So again, looking for jobs that say, okay, this is going to give me the most flexibility to focus on my art right now. And that I can, and having a plan for how is this, um, how am I going to transition to doing this art full time, um, mm. as soon as possible? So like looking for a job that like that and look, having a plan for, for that is I think sort of where, um, how i recommend doing that again that's very your day
1: gig has to be in support of your dream right if you want to be an artist now there is a caveat i want to say here and i don't want to sound harsh but i i always want to be honest because i don't want to lead people down the wrong path and i think there's a lot of Uh, all your dreams you can do anything do whatever you want um you know you have enough time the reality is we are limited humans with limited amounts of time and life with limited amounts of energy and ability I think it's really important to think and pray, if you're a believer, mm. about if this is something you really should do. By that, yes. I mean, be an artist professionally. This is not something to do um, on a whim or because you think you'll make a lot of money really quick. You won't. Uh, don't listen to you know the the outlier weird success story that someone getting discovered in a mall. Um, mm. That is not 99% of people. 99%, it takes a lot of work, yeah. a lot of investment, and you don't see money for years um so it and it has to be about more than money it has to, it, this has to be the thing you want to do more than anything i, I always tell right. people if you have a plan b um to acting don't do it or to anything artistry don't do it because eventually you'll take it and you'll have wasted time yeah. and um this has to be something you feel that you cannot not do if you <laughs> want to do it um this is, yeah this is something that's just my like because i want people to know it's difficult it's hard you need yeah. to think a lot about this before you. Well, I, I life,
0: I've, I've been very, I've been, I've, I've been very impressed with certain of my friends who, you know, uh, who have said, "I want to be an actor. I want to be an actress. Or I want to things." And eventually, they, they see, oh, this is the amount of work that's going to take to do it, and it's actually not yes. worth it to me. This is, this is something I would rather. And this is what it will take from me. From me, exactly. And I think that this again going go sort of philosophical here, um, which is, I know that people hate it when we do that on this podcast, but. Um, <laughs> Is that a lot of times people think they want to be artists when they really want is to be respected and admired. Yes. And the thing is that our modern culture, because we have a sort of a I idolize self-expression, um, we we give the most honor and glory and respect to people who are creative, you know, and to yeah. artistic types. You know, if you say at a party, you know, that I, you know. I've written a book, you know um it 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 makes you sound much more interesting and builds up your social cred more than if you say you know i you know i don't know i i've i've uh, i i I'm a janitor or you know whatever it is. I do spreadsheets, yeah, I do spreadsheets exactly it's like and so you know people. Uh, They don't want people's eyes to glaze over at parties. They want people to think they're interesting. And believe me, I didn't make a podcast so that people would, you know, like, you know, treat me differently. But whenever I bring up the fact that I have a podcast, instantly people's eyes are like, oh, you're an interesting person. You have Mm. something that is valuable, worth saying, and is worth listening to. Well, now I wouldn't say that. You know, and so I think that there's a lot of times people are looking for that, and I think again I can't tell you like why you're doing the artist thing, but I think that one of the things is like is is that really what you're looking for rather than and is there another way that you can get that in your life or even, you know maybe find maybe lean into religion a little bit because yeah. you know as you know as Christians one of the things we and and this is something as artists we have to struggle with that making sure that we don't find our affirmation entirely from our art and instead people of faith, we believe that your primary, your affirmation, the, you know, the, the honor and respect that you get is supposed to come from God saying, well done, my good and faithful servant, not not from the world, not from the world buying, you know, with their, their bucks saying that you're worth, worth the time.
1: I will say, and I'll add to this. One of the reasons that I think we all want attention and adoration, right? Yeah. But one of the reasons the artist gets it is because the artist does something that no other, really, no other job does. Maybe mm. politician, kind of. But the artist is willing, and it's a sacrifice sure. to put their work on display for the world to sure, judge and yeah. see. And the, the the reality is, um you don't when when you are doing any kind of job, finance or yeah. or, or realty or whatever it is. Uh, your work is not on display for all your family, for all yeah. of your friends, for all of the world to judge, yeah. to criticize, to review, to hate. Um, yeah. And so, one of the reasons, so it, it's, a, it's a payoff, yes, but it takes, but yes. any better payoff, let's say so it's cool to say you're an actor in a party, right? Yes, but everyone at that party can go and watch my movies and go, wow, he wasn't very good in that. Oh, I didn't like this. <laughs> this. And so, that's it's that it takes more, uh, I'd sacrifice the wrong word, but it's, it's, um, hmm. I don't know what do you do. Do you know what I'm saying? The, I don't know yeah, what the, yeah, right, the yeah. right Yeah,
0: well, so is. Yeah. If you want the the um, social cred, you know, you, you can't, you, you should. The re- there's a reason that social cred is attached to it. And it's because, one, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's ri- because partly because of the risk. You know, again, you yes. have this in so terms of politicians, you have it in terms of artists, you have it also in terms of entrepreneurs starting a business. Sure, you know, yeah. if, if Smith, people are like, oh, that uh, that's also partly, again, we were talking about college. It's like, you know, there's a certain people like, oh, he graduated from college. That means he had to go do all of these things, like go through all these yes. classes, have a bunch of people. So that's automatically, there's some credibility attached to those things. And that's the thing I would say is that, you know again the the Christian idea is that there it's a body and not everybody is supposed to be a hand and not everybody's supposed to be a foot. Yes. Like we all need love and we all need honor and respect. The question is how are you supposed to get that in your life? Be
1: yourself cuz no one else can do that
0: thing like you do. And yes. you're not supposed to get it in the way that somebody else is supposed to get it. Because somebody else is supposed to get it in a way that's better than you. They're better than you at being an Fair artist thing. in this way or in that way. And so figuring out, this is again, just a set off discovery thing. We're kind of, you know, get, figure out what is the way that you are most capable of um, adding value to the world and gaining that outer and respect in your own community that, um, that will give you more than what it's gonna take away from you. And the art is gonna take a lot away from you. Again, like we said, you basically have to dedicate your, your working life and your so much of your life to it and give your up your money so many other and
1: things. your reputation
0: your money your time your reputation all these things relationships yes. are going to be built around again you know the the Hollywood reporter did an article recently that basically people in hollywood have no friends you know
1: and i'm married to an actress exactly because for that very same reason because it is such a unique life it is almost it would be really uh-huh difficult i think to mesh two different totally different worlds yeah um in that sense so maybe maybe that's another um uh practical step on to how to support yourself an artist is and this is not that you i have tons of friends in all different fields this is not sure. you, you don't make friends with other people but do look for a community of yeah. people who are in and around your world that will help you in a million yes. different ways and, and even eventually maybe even marry or find yeah. a mate who is in your world? This will ultimately, I think, help you support yourself as an artist because one, you're making contacts, you're yeah. getting constant encouragement because people understand yeah. your world. The people you're hanging out with understand what you're going through and how it works. Um, same with uh, a, a spouse.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I was telling—I've told you before—like so many of the marriages of directors, I found that have been successful, have been directors marrying producers, and of course, because mm. those are roles that are very complementary, you can work together so often and so easily um so it's you know so you just you're saying like finding ways like this is going to something that's going to take your life and you're going to have to dedicate so much of your life to it um figuring out you know, the strategies, like, is it worth it? Like, is that worth it to you? Is it something, you know, my dad was a pastor and the advice he got from one of his mentors was if you can do anything else, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because it is good. Being a pastor is going to be consuming because you're going to have to, you know, um, you're going to have to dedicate your emotions, your time to nurturing and being a parent essentially to a congregation. Um, Mm. and so I think that, so it's not just artists that have this thing, but it's like, okay, you have to, as, as you know, Jesus said, you have to count the cost of going into it. And when you do, you know, we hope we've been able to give you some strategies for how to do it most effectively. Um, if, if you do that, you know, making sure you have a job that's able to be flexible with this ideally doing it in um, a field that you're making money in a field. So you, you don't have to like do the two things at once and building collaborators again, investing in that community to build collaborators, investing in those fans um and then eventually be able to make enough money from your arc that as one of my mentors said the the um the reward of being an artist is that you of 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 being a successful artist is you get to play again is that, you know you yeah. get to and yeah this is a
1: perfect segue into i think one of my last points on how to mm. how to support yourself as an artist and this came along a little later in my career maybe a few years in mm. but uh, essentially the the principle is this, it's you have to make your own work. I have known many, many actors, and I alluded to this earlier, who say, I can't wait till someone asks me to be in their movie. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going, well, that's great. And you know, I've I've been in this for 10 years now, and many of the people I know who said that still haven't been in any movies. Yeah. And they're still waiting. Or if they, they might've got one line here or there, but ultimately their their artistic career never really happened yeah. because they're waiting for someone else to do something yeah. for them and it was they're waiting for someone else to make a move with them demand. they're waiting for someone else to let them be in yeah. the band let, waiting for someone else to offer them a, jo- a job in something the, what i have found that has ultimately been beneficial and i think this comes maybe in conjunction or even after yeah. you start learning to build that tribe yeah but it's learning to step out on your own and again it takes investment to do this um but to make your own work to yeah. make your own jobs happen it's a little entrepreneurial you know, in the fact that I hit this point in my career when I was, you know, I had done a few lines in TV shows or, had, you know, had a, I'd been doing X work forever and gotten a few lines and this and that. And I was like, why isn't this fulfilling me? It's because I wasn't getting to yeah. ultimately live into the roles and, the, and these big meaty things that I really wanted to. And so eventually I had to come to a point where I said, I have to make my own movie. Yeah, And I did. And it's imperfect movie. It has, it has problems and warts and all this. But that journey of learning to make my own opportunities, make my own yeah. work. Has actually allowed me to have so many open doors within my artistic career. It's given me more respect. It's given me more mm. opportunities. Yeah. And people will see, oh, he he can do this, um, and they, he can do the work. He he obviously did it for himself, yeah. and right. so. Um, I think that if there's one thing I would suggest you doing once you get that training, once you've invested it in the yeah. equipment and the, whatever it might be, is don't wait around for others yeah. to give you an opportunity. Start creating your own opportunities. And again, this takes investment. This it is scary. This is difficult. And again, that's why I give a warning for if you want to be an artist, yeah. it's difficult and it's hard and it's scary. But if there's something you really want to do and you really believe you're called to do, then I would highly suggest you learning to make your own work. If, yeah. the, if you're an actor, make your own movies, write your own roles. If you yeah. are a filmmaker, start putting together your own scripts and putting yeah. together your own movies. If you are a storyteller, start writing your own books and maybe even self-publishing. Yeah. Um, in The list goes on and on and on for every medium. But you have to be someone who's willing to make their own opportunities and outlets for your work because the world will not just come up and hand them to you. Yeah. Um, there is some level of... Um, you need to take initiative to create yeah. your own work and opportunities.
0: Fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah, that's that's the thing, is and this this doesn't just apply when you're just starting out. I mean, you know, like there's so many actors, like Margot Robbie, you know, was already like in you know Wolf of Wall Street and Suicide Squad, and she decided to start her own you know producer, you know, be a mm-hmm. own production company, be producer team because she wanted to be able to take control of the role she got. You know, so wow. like, this is something that, you know, doesn't, isn't just, you know, when you're starting out, you have to make your own opportunities. There are people who are movie stars who are trying to make their own opportunities still. Uh, I think that's the thing is that you're the only one who knows the value you can add to the artistic conversation that's going on. Hmm. Be yourself because
1: no one else can take your seat at cool school.
0: You know, other people don't know it yet. And so you really do have to build it before they will come. You know, you have to show people um, and, and we do live in a really interesting time now where, you know, the the gatekeepers are not as strong anymore, you know, because so it's like you, it's like the here's the Internet. It's like, you know, if you want to be again, you can start a podcast, you can put your art on Twitter, you can do some of the things there. are The gatekeepers. But it also means there are so many other people you have to compete with. Yeah. So. Figuring out, I think, it's what we talked about. Figuring out why is it that I want to do this? Is it because I really cannot imagine life being full and meaningful um, if I'm not pursuing my art? Or is it because I want honor, respect, and attention? And there are other ways I can get that. Then, if it is, figure out the strategy. Do I have to have a, a another um, a day job? If I can, can is it do one flexible? If I am able to do a day job uh, that is in my career you know, then um, what, what are the opportunities to do that? How can I invest in that? And what is my strategy for as I'm getting those skills, um, you know, uh, having a goal, what is the dream? And how do I have a plan to get there for that dream? And how do I plan to build yeah. those communities and build those tribes? Because I think if there's one thing is, it's going to take a lot of building before anything happens. And building
1: takes time. Rome was almost not building a day. Exactly career of supporting yourself will okay. not happen in a day. Exactly. But I, I think that we've given a lot of good points on how to yes. begin that, um, and, and I hope so. And and if if anyone has any points that we missed or you even yeah. agree with as an artist, Please let us know because we'd love to hear them because we are very interested. You know, we, the tagline for our podcast is the creative intellectual. We yeah. do a lot of intellectual stuff and we love talking about creative stuff as well and how to live that life because it's yeah. a very unique life. Yeah. And it's also a difficult one. It's
0: the hard knock life for us. It's the hard knock life for us.
1: But again, you know, just to reiterate what we just said about the, I'm just thinking about you know, do you know how long I was, I was waiting for people to ask me on their podcast and it's like being on a podcast here or there and be like, oh, I wonder when I get to be in the next podcast. Cause I have, I, I love having these discussions yeah. I love talking about things. Oh, I hate waiting for another podcast to offer. And then ultimately you and I talked and it's like, why don't we make our own and we can do whatever yeah. we want. So it's not only just for the sake of, um, Oh, oh I, you know, um i gotta do something myself and be prideful there's a joy in creating your own yes. work too and art that has joy behind it will be more successful than that that doesn't and yeah. so that, again i'll reiterate create your own work if not even for the money or the tribe or the career for the joy of it because it is exactly. really fun and it is an investment
0: that's the thing is the art itself has to be the reward It has mm. to be the making it it's getting to continue to do it which oftentimes takes like being able to be successful enough to make money off of it sure but the goal has to be you're doing it because you love it because then you'll always be yes. successful if you get to do it so yes it's just like a marriage um, yeah. <laughs> you will
1: be able to ride the the highs and the lows if you have cultivated an unconditional love for this person if it's just for when they look pretty or if it's just for when everything is going great the marriage will struggle and possibly yeah. end you have to have an unconditional love relationship with your creative life yeah. and your art um or else you will give up so cultivate that, decide if that's something you yeah. want to have, yeah. and find that, and let that be your motivating factor. Um, and hopefully there has been some practical ways that you yes. can ask <laughs> yeah. while you're on this journey. That will take a lot of investment and a long time. Um, but I, I ultimately think, you know, you said something earlier, Joseph, when I can disagree, because you said people in need art. Maybe on a survival level, they don't. Yeah. Maybe I even disagree with that. I do think that art is necessary in the world. I think the world would be an entirely, um, bleak and terrible place you know there's a meme going around if you think artists um don't uh, don't matter then try walking into any uh store with no music try looking mm-hmm. at any magazine try going uh years without reading a book or watching movies art matters and it matters to us i think c.s lewis said something to the effect mm-hmm. of you know um uh, accounting and science and all these things those are the things that make life survivable that uh, those are things we need to survive and then art is the thing that makes life worth living and i it's I similar
0: think, to something c.s lewis said but that's actually closer to a line from dead poet society oh, but, then, uh, you curse I time. which, I curse last uh, week, which uh, but, no i agree I, I agree with you i know, i, will, well, I won't, won't take up too much but i've formulated that way i 100% agree with you on the yeah on absolutely
1: I, I do think yeah exactly um so art is important um, yeah but uh, and is a beautiful pursuit but it is hard and yeah. so hopefully you found a few things that will encourage you Yeah, in we're hopeful
0: today. hopefully you are that next artist that will make the world a better place by asking your CR and hopefully this was a little bit helpful for you um and as you're trying to get started so all right so now on to blesses and curses which we totally didn't just figure out what they were going to be before (laughs) before we started this um nathan do you have yours or do you want me i've got i think i've got a couple that are good ones do you want me to get started before you go i
1: I thought of one i was so happy i thought of one so i'm gonna bless the show barry Um,
0: oh of course course. so on
1: the theme of struggling artists and i'm going to do specifically actor ones because i'm an actor um barry isn't really interesting (laughs) so good good. it's so interesting just on the you know the level of it's a mystery and it's exciting and what's going to happen it's suspenseful um the acting is absolutely phenomenal the the writing it just keeps you on the edge of your seat but essentially if you don't know what it's about it's about an ex um not an ex he's a um He's a hitman. Hitman, yeah, <laughs> for, for hire. Don't worry, he only kills bad guys. Um, but he's hitman for hire, and he's kind of r- trying to run away from his past of yeah. violence and killing. And so he decides to become an actor, because yeah. that seems easy, right? True. And so he gets in this world of acting, doing this acting class, and it proves to be just as you know crazy as the world of, of hitman. <laughs> yeah. But what I love about it, aside from just how excellently it's done in the acting, and the yeah. filmmaking, the writing, is it does show one of the most realistic depictions of mm-hmm. the yeah. world of acting yeah. and the things that people say and the difficulty it takes um, and how hard it is. And I always appreciate when shows or movies or books or whatever it might be show things in their most realistic form. And for whatever reason, Barry really shows this crazy movie about a hitman and action shows the acting world uh, in a really authentic light, which is difficult, it's hard, it's competitive. And it's just a really, as an actor, it was so much fun to watch these things be reflected in a way that doesn't always um that movies don't always capture in, yeah. in its authentic form which will bring me to my curse <laughs> uh, i have two curses um my first one is lot, i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this and i think i've already cursed on the podcast before Probably. but my curse is um la la land yeah yep. Um, so la la land is a, a movie yeah it's beautiful it's great you know sure. great choreography good actors all that it's nice it's totally unrealistic, and that was yeah. one of my biggest um, qualms with it. It and it and it. How do how do I say this? You'll you be able to articulate this better than I. But I just thought one, it showed a completely inauthentic view of Los Angeles, the city, yeah. and the acting world, um, and it promises things to people watching that are not true. You don't just you won't eventually just walk into an audition and get your your dream as a star without having yeah. any experience uh, previously. Yeah. Um, I know that makes for a good movie, but it just the way they portrayed is so unrealistic. And the other thing is all of her dreams hinge on this and that, uh, that she'll only be fulfilled if she gets this. So obviously she has to get it so she can be fulfilled. And yeah. as much as I love my art, you alluded to this earlier, we have to find ways um, that ground us ultimately. Yeah. And if if we never achieve that dream of becoming famous or becoming yeah. be, be millions of dollars or a star, there have to be things that are bigger than um, success or celebrity
0: yeah.
1: um, or, or, or riches or fame that ground us in the goodness of life and yeah. the hope for a full life, even without these things. And it didn't, it just made, you know, the only way to be truly happy is to be a star. And she gets to be a star, don't worry. Um, and, she, <laughs> yeah. and the thing is, they they have love and stardom and fame compete and yeah. ultimately stardom and fame is the thing that fulfills her and she sacrifices love um yeah. as something actually beautiful and lasting where
0: fame and yeah. stardom which is which is a not. great great message to give give people it's like don't worry you yeah, know especially loving committed now. relationships are not going to are, are are worth giving up for for uh fame yes. stardom yeah celebrity yeah Universe exactly, exactly. Yes. and
1: as much as i want to be the next you know uh Brad Pitt I would, in a second, give up all of my success um, to have loving and committed relationships in my life. And I was just so disappointed in that. But I guess my romance guam, it just was totally unrealistic. No, well, just like you
0: know, Barry was an authentic view of the things that are beautiful and ridiculous about the um, about the Hollywood. And
1: difficult and trying. And, difficult yeah.
0: and ugly even, you know. And yes. the La La Land did not give an accurate depiction of the things that are hard or ugly or ridiculous or beautiful. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, a
1: fantastical view, yeah. Right. And Hollywood loves uh, oh. seeing itself in a light of fantasy of course, beauty and perfection. Well,
0: and this is, this is, I think it's interesting about La Land. I didn't hate, I, I enjoyed, like, I really liked the first, I enjoyed the first third of it. The second third I thought was, okay, this is fine. And the, the final third I was like, this doesn't make any sense. You've you've missed the plot of your own movie somehow. <laughs> like, but yeah. things I think is fascinating about La La Land is that the people who dislike it the most are all people who know the disciplines that the movie is talking about the best. So uh-huh. people who really like jazz don't like La La Land. People who really know He's Hollywood twisting. don't like it. People who really know musicals well don't like La La Land. So all the people who are biggest wow. fans of the things. And so I, while I'm not going to you know criticize you for disliking the movie, that's one of the things that's always fascinated me about the people who dislike the movie. Because um, we've have, lived
1: this life and know that this is not an accurate portrayal. Precisely, precisely. Well, and um, that goes into my next curse, which uh, is, I think I've cursed it before on this show. Um, we're
0: going to have to, at some point, somebody's going to have to build a tally of how often something yeah. has been cursed yeah. on our show. <laughs> the most cursed <laughs> Exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Um, worst things, according to overthinkers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's the
1: best thing. So definitely <laughs> exactly. <loved> yes. <laughs> times. But, um it's the show Hollywood, and probably a lot of you haven't oh, heard it. Oh, yes. It, it <laughs> yes. was big for, like, literally a second, and then just totally disappeared. But it was Ryan Murphy who made Glee. Yeah. And I have a special heart, my, uh, place in my heart for Glee because as I mentioned earlier, I was an extra on Glee for years before I ever got my first line. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that, so yeah. I, I was excited to see what he did with Hollywood, which is kind of a throwback to the, I think the 50s yeah. or 60s and a young struggling actor trying to make it. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be beautiful and supposed to be kind of the golden age of Hollywood. And woof, it's uh, awful. Um, yeah yeah basically really he is. did you watch it I can't remember
0: I watched the first like five episodes before that's I enough. gave up yeah I yeah, just gave up
1: <laughs> well I mean the first episode to make his dream come true becomes a male prostitute and this is shown as a good thing because yeah. and I'm going so totally devaluing yourself and selling your yeah. body or at least so kind of like and eh,
0: it's like it's it's like it's kind of like Uncomfortable, but it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah,
1: especially in the age of Me Too, and people yes. are taking, and and I'm going, wow, really? Um, and it it just shows this, but also it betrays this thing that is ultimately that I I believe really damaging, and, yeah. and when people um uh get used and get abused, yes. yeah, as like a good thing. Oh, he's just part of his journey to his dream, and yeah. guess what? By the way, he he makes it in the end. Of course, and I'm going, wow, that's so awful, and everyone's wow. terrible. I wanted to watch a good old fashioned, good golden age of Hollywood yeah. show with a struggling actor who makes it. Yeah. And what I saw was just sadness, depravity, and just and and again, unrealistic.
0: Yeah, so. well, what struck me, what annoyed me about it, and again, like, I, I agree with you on the the awful kind of messages, but what, what as for me about it that was shocking to me, because I'm not shocked when people are, you know, promote depravity, I've gotten cynical in my old age, by old age, I mean, you know, early 30s, um, <laughs> but, but is that it was averse to any meaningful conflict because they kept setting up mm. like conflicts. Like, oh, you know, Samara Weaving's character is going to be like the mean girl. It's like, it's like, oh no, she just, she kind of sets up and then just ends up being like, eh, she's fine. She's nice girl, yeah. She's like, it's like, it's like, and they kept setting up all these sources of color. Like, oh my gosh, like, you know, uh, Jim Parsons yes. is going to be a villain in this. It's like, oh exactly. no, he's not so bad. Even though he abuses someone, by the, the way. He literally abuses people. It's and like, that's ah, fine. The, oh, the, the actors
1: of color are going to have a really hard time getting roles oh no they don't that was one episode yeah. now, now they have to the leave. exactly
0: role. it's just like no you could all these things you could build really deep conflict out of and show mm. real the darkness in there but still have the hollywood ending which is redemption sure. out of these things which yes. again is what we like about these old classic hollywood things is they are deeply dark many of them and show yes. but they say here's how a vision for how these things can get solved um so yeah, it, it was it's interesting we have
1: we'll we'll a whole nother podcast about this, but how we um I'm looking for the word I can't quite find it, but how we make things pretty in the past, nostalgia. Oh yeah, and we yeah, yeah so absolutely yeah. Wish to live there. And it's like the 1950 golden age of Hollywood was filled with abuse and addiction awful, and yes. <laughs> corruption. Yeah, the, the better way to see that is um, if you really play the game L.A. Noir, you'll see what yeah. 1950s. Hollywood.
0: But like we, we we tend to either want to idealize the past or the future and say, like, you know, everything was awful back then and it will be great in the future or things were perfect back then there. Everything's getting worse. And it's just like, well, no, neither of those things are true. Um, well, I mean, and to tie in with this episode,
1: yes, I'll, I'll say I hated Hollywood because um, it gave its version of how to support yourself as an actor. And yes. it basically said you support yourself as an actor by degrading yourself and yeah. accepting abuse and, um, and just, yeah. Don't so, do but, it. Not worth it. No. Yep. Not worth it. Absolutely. Um,
0: all right, cool. Well, those are really good. I, mine are sort of similar thing. I'm going to bless, um, uh, the comic, which is documentary, I've probably blessed it before, but it, it's it's it talks a lot about the themes that we talked about here. You know, it's basically um, you know Jerry Seinfeld right off of his uh, his stint on the Seinfeld TV show, um, and him going back to the stand-up circuit, and he crosses mm. paths, and it's also paralleling his story with an up-and-coming comic, and there's and he's trying to make it. He's trying to be the next Seinfeld, and they get to have an interaction. And again, he asks Seinfeld. You know how long should I expect to work before I make it? And of course, mm. Seinfeld's answer to him is, "What is making it? You know, getting yes. to do the job has to be making it for you." you know, that probably
1: should have been something we should say. What What does making it actually? Yeah, look like that's great.
0: Yeah, and so the and so that whole show because again, this comic that I'm talking about, you've never heard of him. Like this is never he's he never he never made it, and it's interesting. You see this. Story, and you really get to see these two parallel ways of looking at art and what that looks like, and and how to love your craft from Jerry Seinfeld, this other this other person. So, I, I highly recommend that if you're thinking about these these topics as an artist, the comic.
1: The co- interesting. Um, and, I'll, and I'll add to that we should just have said this in the in the talking portion with our points, but maybe um, I think along with that, I think it's so good because read- Jerry Steinfeld asked him to define what it is making it look like. Yeah. redefine what it means to make it to yourself and yeah. what it means to support yourself. Yeah, that is going to look different for everyone. and it doesn't have to be Brad Pitt, Jerry Seinfeld, yeah Michelangelo, redefine and discover what making it looks like for you.
0: Yes. Yep, I 100% agree. Um, I also, I think my favorite movie about artists is The Agony and the Ecstasy. Um, Mm. We brought up on this podcast before, there's a, um, it's, it's really a struggle between Michelangelo, the painter artist and the struggle with his, his patron, you know, the person who's giving him money to make this and, and their, their different visions of what the Sistine Chapel is going to look like. And it's a lot more exciting and interesting to watch than it sounds like. <laughs> um, but there is a scene in there where, you know, Michelangelo is talking with Raphael, the, another famous Renaissance painter, you know, Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtles. Caroline! Um, the, uh, <laughs> and he says, and, and, you know, Mike Langell says, you know, this guy, you know, his patron thinks I'm making this, this art, this, this for him. And Raphael says, well, I mean, you are, it is for him. And he says, this is the struggle of an artist. We have to convince other people to pay us to do what we would do for free. Mm. And, and so the whole movie kind of wrestles with that tension of being authentic to yourself and your vision, but also dealing with the whole rest of the world's Need for art and and desires for art, and so I highly recommend *Agony and Ecstasy*. It's an like old classic 1960s um, a film about, about those struggles of being an artist. Now, so for curses, I'm going to um, I'm going to curse uh, two films. I'm going to curse um, a uh, the um, the it's another old classic film. Also goes on to so you you're talking about La, La Land. yeah, the Easter Parade. It's an old um, Fred Astaire. And, um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting names today. Person who started Wizard of Oz. Um, G, uh, uh, Judy Garland? Judy Allen? Garland, yes, that's right. <laughs> um, and movie, but it is all about right, yes. the guy who picks this girl out of, a, a showgirl out of a crowd. And then she falls in love with him. He makes her a star. She falls in love with him. And then he falls in love with her too. And it's, the whole thing is, is this fantasy of what it's going to be like But it's I don't even mind like fantasies about things as long as they're still true to humanity. And the thing is, he is such an awful person that it's not a person you should be fantasizing about getting together. And it's like, you know, and so it's like it's like, no, this is this is not this really is corrupting of the fantasy of making it in the arts. Mm. And so I think that that's, that's, that's something I do there. Also final portrait starring Jeffrey Rush and Army Hammer, which surprisingly is not bad only because it has Army Hammer in it, but um, it's, it is a, it's, it's again, a romanticizing of an artist who is not functional with his relationships and Mm. is not even functional in the fact that he can actually complete his art on time. You know, he's not a functional person at all, but because he's authentic to himself, we have to excuse the fact that he's a bad person and not even a disciplined in his craft. Um, so,
1: interesting. Okay.
0: Stay. And I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll make one plug, another plug pl- blessed very quickly for a book um, uh, that i has really helped me as an artist thinking about art is uh, Phil Fisher's book, Me, Myself and Bob. Basically, oh, it's just about him not being, being an artist, but not being business minded, trying to create his business, VeggieTales, and how that kind of didn't always work out so well. And he has a lot of advice for artists in terms of building community of people who uh, think differently than you and have different skills than Mm. you, that I think is very good advice for artists. So those will be my blesses and curses. Awesome. And, and the thing is, I feel like there's so
1: much more we could keep, keep on. I've thought of like five more things. <laughs> yes. well, part so two, we'll do another. You guys, we'll a, guys, if you
0: have other questions, like other directions you'd like us to go with this, please, you know, uh, uh, ask us questions, you know, in the comments on Facebook, uh, on, on the Overthinkers private group, or send us at the overthinkersjournal.com. Send us a message about other questions you'd like. We could do another episode like this.
1: Joseph, where can people find you as we're wrapping up?
0: Where can people find you? Good then transition. I, thank good you. transition. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, people can find me at my website, josephholmstudios.com, on Twitter or Instagram, or of course at the Overthinkers Journal. Uh, so, uh, Nathan, where can people find you? Uh, just search my name
1: on the socials, Nathan Clarkson, or go to nathanclarkson.me. Fantastic. All right.
0: Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us for this very special episode. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about.